0: So, if you were here last week, you took a little personality inventory, because I know this church loves personality inventory, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, we gave you another one, and we talked about kind of where you are uh, when things are going well, and your problem-solving matrix, and where you are when things get hot, and when you get hot, and when things are contentious, and we divided you up in the room. And what we did is I'm going to review this just a little bit for you guys who were not here. All right. We talked about the task relationship model. And the task relationship model is a useful tool to help us figure out maybe what our dominant style is or what we can do in any given situation. So here, we have a, we have a task or an issue that's not very important. And the relationship is not very important, such as a vacuum sales cleaner comes to, the, you know, a vacuum cleaner salesman comes to the door. Uh, what is something we could do uh, if we're not worried about, you know, being kind to this person and answering the door? If we just don't want to do that, what's something we could do? We could avoid it. One, I, I teach negotiation class, and, and there's someone in here who had to sit through 40 or like two days of me, right, uh, this week. And one of the things I teach them is two words, or not, you don't have to step into a situation, right? And there are some people in this room who, if the task isn't very important and the relationship isn't very, very important, they want to avoid it. If you're that person and you were here last week and you want to claim that, go ahead and raise your hand. That's right. And what did we say was really good about being an avoider? Low
1: breath.
0: You have low blood pressure. That's good. And and then you you had a high scale. You you had a, a two word phrase you used for your scale. Um, I said
1: that we uh, we're, we're discerning.
0: You are discerning. of
1: what's not worth it?
0: Worth it. Yeah. You had a really good worth it scale. So I think that was the exact phrase you said, and I I really like that. I remembered that all week. They, they they know when to say this isn't worth it. I don't have to fight every battle. I don't have to step into that. Okay, and then we said, sometimes the issue's not very important, but the relationship is we tend to be harmonizing. Who are my harmonizers? We had a few back here. We had one over here. What's great about being a harmonizer? What do you care about? The relationships. You're highly relational people what is hard about being a harmonizer? Yeah. If you're a harmonizer and you're married to or work for or work with or are friends with someone who's really competitive or competing, you get run over a lot. And how does it feel harmonizers when you get run over time and time again? Not good. And how do you feel like? On the outside, you're like, oh, whatever you want, that's fine. But on the inside, what are you thinking? I want to choke you, right? I I can't stand this. You will always do this, right? All right, now, turn it around. Sometimes the relationship's not important, and the task is urgent, and it pays to be a directive person. Who are my directors in this room? There's one his hand got like an eighth of an inch higher that time, good job. Any other people want to claim to be It's not bad to be a director. What's great about being a director is imagine, imagine there was a fire down here. Okay? Now some people might want to avoid the problem, probably not a good idea for that, right? Some people want to ask other people what they think they should do. We need directors, right? Say get out, let's go. If the task is urgent, right? And the relationship doesn't really matter compared to the task. You need those people. You need those people in your workplace to help make decisions. You need people, those people sometimes in the family to help move things along. They're really good to have around. Sometimes the relationship and the issue are important and we compromise. Who are my compromisers in the room? They feel like most of the time they don't get all they want. They get a little bit of what they want. That's me. Right? How does it feel to be a compromiser? Um, For me,
1: I feel like guys get good and there's a little
2: bit of this, a little bit of that and it's a win-win-win.
0: You think it's win-win-win. Does anybody want to comment on that idea that compromising is win-win-win? <laughs> yeah? It's a
2: little lose, a little lose, but you kind of find it in
0: a- That's true, there's a little lose and a little lose too you don't get everything you want. So what's great about our compromisers, though, is they want to keep the relationship, and they want a little bit of something to get done, and they help move the ball down the road. That's really good. And then finally, there's our cooperators or collaborators, and what they do is they try to find new ways to solve problems. And, they, and what do they want to do? They want to hear from everybody. Who are my cooperators in the room? Do you remember from last week? We've got a few over here. What did we say was really good about cooperators? Do you remember? Everybody gets heard. Everybody gets heard. What's hard if the cooperators are the decision makers? Every decision takes a year to get done, right? They want to gather all they want to get all the shareholders together, right? They want to hear from everybody. They want to make sure everyone's interests are covered. And it's really inefficient. Now, it might be successful long-term, but it can be really inefficient. And it drives directors crazy. It, 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 it makes other people go batty sometimes. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is conflict bad? No. Tell me why. Let's generate some discussion.
3: real passionate about something and we want to look at something done, then there may be conflict on the way we want to
1: do it, then we hope that we'll resolve it and, you know,
0: compromise. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, what else? That's good. You see someone else's point of view, you might get something done. What else? What's good about conflict? I
2: don't know if it's good, but it's a given or not. So we're going to have it, you know, have to figure out how
0: that's right. You know, finish this phrase. Whether two or more are gathered together, there will be conflict. Right? <laughs> um, that's, a church that, that, that's a joke that really gets along well in the Church of the Christ. Not, a, not everybody gets that joke. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a given. Okay, what else? There's no conflict.
2: It probably means nothing much is happening.
0: That's true. And I, that's a really good point. You know, we need conflict to evolve. We need conflict to evolve our relationships to go deeper in our relationships. We need conflict to evolve as a society because was, when there's a tension there, we can resolve it and we can find more efficient ways to do things or better understanding. What what can be what else can be good about conflict? Yes, sir.
3: I, I don't know. I wasn't listening because I was signing the sheet, but I'm a difficult person. Um, okay. It compels us to self-examine.
0: Yes. Hold on to that thought. We're going to come back to that. I appreciate you saying that.
3: Just kind of piggybacking on what he said, is sometimes it shows us that we are maybe wrong about something because it's very easy easy to rock along with whatever you feel like is best for you. But uh, sometimes conflict happens, and you realize, oh, I've been going in the wrong direction. I need to go in this direction instead.
0: Have any of you ever had this happen to you? You're bopping along, you're having a great day. Maybe it's you've got pass it Monday. It's Tuesday or Wednesday, and someone you respect comes up to you and says, "Oh." Paul, can I give you some
2: constructive criticism?
0: Does this ever happen to anybody? Or Paul, there's something I need to talk to you about, right? It's really funny. Do you know what happens to the human brain when you hear that phrase? (laughs) It's the same thing that happens when you hear footsteps behind you in a dark alley. There's a part of your brain that fires and all of a sudden the rational side shuts down and and you kind of go into this little survival mode and then you have this conversation and and hopefully out of that it goes one of two ways like either you don't ever speak to that person again (laughs) or you listen to them and maybe there's something there y'all can work through what I want to do now is we talked last week about your homework does anybody remember the homework we gave you now some of you weren't here and you think you're going to get off uh, from the homework But we talked about creating our theology of conflict. Each of you, each of you, um, if you've grown up in the church or around the church, has experienced conflict, right? And each of you have been taught on how to handle conflict. And I'm almost certain that while many of you have heard the same things, many of you have different approaches with how to handle conflict. So what I want to do is I want you just to sit for just a moment and think about the homework that you were supposed to do this week, all right? And then I want you to turn to your partner. It can't be a spouse, all right? Turn and make a new friend, and uh, I'll give you a couple minutes to talk with them, and then we're going to share it back to the class, okay? All right, so take a moment to start thinking about what it is about your theology of conflict, and it's great if you have some biblical support for that. We All right, so go ahead. Just take a moment. By,
1: by theology of conflict, do you mean how we as Christians are should view
0: conflict? How you believe you should view slash handle conflict. Okay? So take a moment, just think about that to yourself, and then I'll, I'll tell you, you can share with your partner, okay? You can <coughs> If you haven't, you have already, go ahead and share with your with your partner. When I write down someone's idea of how to handle conflict, right? Let's not do this. No way. That's terrible. That's wrong. That's, you know. <laughs> about, and and, and let's, al- let's also not do this. <laughs> okay? Because what I'm going to tell you is there's a wide range of opinions in this room. All right? There's a lot of people with different backgrounds. There's a lot of people with different church backgrounds. Some of these people had great. Bible teachers. Some of these people didn't. <laughs> you know? Um, and so let's just see what people come up with, right? So, who wants to go first and kind of give me uh, just a, a summary of your approach to conflict as a Christian? Ephesians 4. Uh, oh, oh uh, who, Anybody can go. Who is yeah. it? <laughs> go ahead, Debbie.
2: Ephesians 4.
0: Tell me about Ephesians
3: 4.
2: It talks about integrity, putting away falsehood, speaking the truth letting go of your anger, um, and being kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So it's about authenticity.
0: Thank you very much. What else we got out there? Yes sir.
3: Proverbs fifteen one. Okay? What you got? I'm not saying I can do that, I'm I'm saying that's what the word says. That's one of those I feel bad for what I just did verses.
2: Okay,
0: now do you think that always works or that's a, I really hope Um, this works.
3: My experience, I I was talking to Dennis, my name is Dennis as well. HB administrator in Columbus State Schools in Ohio and parents would come in to endorse the misbehavior of their kids and they were, really they were loud and abrasive and I learned that the louder they spoke the more gentle I spoke that it would take away that harshness and I saw it in action time after time every time and I don't know about that but it was a method that worked for
0: you for sure okay. what else <clears throat>
2: Philippians 2 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but to the interest of others.
0: We're going to talk about interests in future class. Have had a situation where that was helpful for you?
2: Um, honestly, um, I freeze at conflict and I worry because I'm, I'm scared of whatever's going to happen and then, then I think about it and I go, wait a minute, I'm to my and I get mad and I blow up, so I don't do any of that. No, just, no that's a
0: really honest answer. I mean, it's one thing to say, look at their interests, try to understand why it is they're acting the way they are. Okay? Not just their position, but what is Led them to that position. That's one thing. And another question
3: is, what now? You know. So I appreciate that honesty. What? What else? I want to go outside of scripture here for a minute. Somebody who was, I think, trying to live his life by scripture. I was been fascinated by the Mister Rogers documentary and how he handled conflict in his life. And um, it's really interesting to see how he tried to frame everything with love and respect and dignity of people. Um, but there's a couple of scenes in there where he he's really really um, assertive and passionate about his beliefs especially in relation to children um, there was a scene in a, in the a senate hearing where he's talking to a senator who's just completely belittling the purpose of public broadcasting mm-hmm. and those kinds of things but you could just see the resolve um, and he, he never lost it he kept his composure but he was not a doormat never and because he because he just had that belief in protecting children and so uh, I was fascinated by that, and it just completely flipped the script on that Senate Senate Chair in that in that in that meeting. And, I was, and so it was uh, to me. You could, in, in, you know, his whole outlook was about his was his theology was television, children's television, and he was a minister. Uh, so I, I just thought that was a. I, I've been marinating in that. I think since, since the summer, just trying to figure that out. I, I don't think I have the the prescription on how to do it uh, necessarily, but I'm certainly trying to. To figure out how to how to live that example because I thought it was so powerful. And profound. Bill got in cheap. Um,
0: he got the seat with the obstructive view. Yeah. Um, can can we say uh, soft and firm? Yeah, or, I, I think soft and, and but resolute. Okay, I like my better but believe we'll soft. Add in <laughs> <resume. laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 with love. scripture, um, as iron sharpens iron, one so one man sharpens another. Um, someone how many
0: Proverbs. Someone will it. Yes.
1: But um, I, I, that to me is a um, reminder to me to listen. I've heard someone say one time that um, everyone you encounter knows something you don't. Um, and so just to enter a conversation listening and and thinking about how can i grow from this uh, i think is helpful to me and i am an avoider so for me that means you know if i can see you coming to me really combative if i can see like this is not an iron sharpening situation Mm -hmm. you know to me it's not even worth engaging because i don't feel like you're like this is not going to be a reciprocal conversation so um
0: All right, that's good. it. What else?
1: This isn't from Scripture, but um, along with the Philippians, I think what you were explaining about the interest of others, there's a book called Crucial Conversations that says, why would a decent person be acting the way they are? Assume that they have a rationale that's, that is consistent with their human decency uh, and that you just perhaps don't understand what it
0: is. My only pushback on that idea of the crucial conversations and assuming the other person has a reason, um, I start there and I used to, when I, I used to be a, uh, an attorney and have people come to my office and say, well, the other side had a reason for that. And we explore that as far as we can. And then sometimes we have to say, but you know funny thing about humans, they're not always rational actors. Oh, right.
1: I mean, it yeah. can be based on feeling. Maybe they're feeling right. fear, hurt, you right. know, something like that that's causing the way they're acting.
0: Yes.
2: Um, I spent a lot of time with Quakers, about six years, and one of the things that I learned from them that uh, I found very powerful was the idea of clearing your heart.
1: So I would say probably when the relationship really matters, everyone needs a chance to clear their heart so that those issues don't come back. Doesn't mean you get what you want, but at least you feel heard. And we would often at the end of the meeting say, "Everyone have a clear heart," or "Does everyone, does someone have something else to say?"
0: It's interesting. Anybody think of a scripture that goes along with that?
1: Creating me a pure heart, and our best year.
0: I can't hear that phrase without hearing the song um, from time at camp as a kid. Any other verses come to mind? Clear your heart
1: about well, not letting the sun go down on your.
0: I'm gonna make that a separate one actually. How many of you have ever felt guilty because you're mad and you're about to go to bed? I remember that verse, I'm like, oh man. How many of you can't possibly go to sleep when you're still angry? What
3: else? of the heart the mouth speaks
0: <clears throat> my harmonizers and avoiders just heard that because it takes them a long time sometimes to speak up
2: mm-hmm. and when they do um,
3: they can blow up real quickly as someone went uh, it I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> even looking I, I wasn't even
0: looking the finger goes where it will go <laughs> What else? I know there's some old school Church of Christers here that have been taught some ways to handle conflict. I'm I'm waiting for some of these old school answers to come out. I know you're out there. I'm not looking at anybody. Doesn't it
1: say somewhere like it's okay to be angry but do
0: not sin? In your anger, (laughs) do not sin. It assumes anger, right? (laughs) Is that James 4? What else? I don't know, for me, I think maybe just go
3: into it assuming that you might be wrong, which is difficult for me, but I think usually when I can manage to do that, I feel like I
0: learned something. And that goes back to our friend's answer back here They may have a reason, and their reason might be better than yours. They might not be justified in being upset.
3: There's also a verse in Proverbs, I think. I can't remember the actual, like, and I can't Google it because I'm in service in here, but Mm -hmm. uh, it talks about, like, the wise man draws wisdom from thinking he's a fool, and the foolish man is foolish because
0: he thinks he's wise, which kind of... (coughs) Doesn't Proverbs start with a wise man loves rebuke? Mm -hmm. Wait, the beginning. The beginning of the wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and almost right after that, the wise man loves rebuke. Right? Who said? Who said? Turn the other cheek. I don't
2: remember
0: (laughs) the scripture. No, that's really good. I, I, that's one of the answers I expected, like way up here. So
2: Matthew five thirty-eight. It is. And handing your coat, you know, give them also your cloak. That's right. That goes along with avoiders. I
0: was about to say, my avoiders—they know this scripture by heart. <laughs> <laughs> And I should have written this in right and, and red, right? Ooh, Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Turn the other cheek. Someone had another one
3: over I here. I,
2: this is something that's real personal, but I think I definitely misinterpreted God's word. And um, but uh, I followed First Peter three when it says, "Wives, do not uh, the same way you, speak, you submit yourself to your own husband, so that if." Any of them do not believe the word. They may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, by their gentle and quiet spirit. And um, I went through a divorce, and I don't think I had a healthy marriage because I felt like that I never spoke up when I should have.
0: You felt like you couldn't? Yeah. I, uh, I was
2: married to an attorney. <laughs>
0: You know, couple things. <laughs> couple things about attorney. Anybody else in here an attorney? Not okay. But I was married to one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Now looking good. <laughs> couple things. One, um, uh, ex-attorney. Uh yeah, attorney
3: are directors. director. Is that word, is that word I have
0: education? taken this test, and I'll have you know I'm a collaborator, <laughs> I know how to rig the test. So <laughs> I want everybody, next week when this sheet of paper goes up, I want everybody to tell my wife that I didn't suggest this scripture, and that I came from someone else. She can talk to me. Right? Okay. Um, and, and we're not laughing at your story or situation. No. no
1: That's
0: I know that. how, how I do with conflict. Um, Okay, so anybody else? Yes.
1: This one's really hard for me, but it's James
2: 119. My dear brothers and sisters take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow
0: to become angry. Directors hate that verse. wisdom that's been poured out in this mm-hmm. class. You, know, you guys are teaching me. What else?
2: Well, we're
1: given the directive to, if you have a problem, go to that person.
0: Uh, I was waiting for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew 18.
2: Uh,
0: that's Matthew 18.
1: And then in a church context, if if you're not listened to, bring, you know, is it an elder or is it someone else? I can't remember if it's I guess.
0: Yeah. It's a four-step process, <laughs> well, don't right? It all out for us. <laughs> Matthew eighteen. You, you talk to the person by themselves, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Does anybody take remember? Them. Bring a friend. Take yeah, take them. Use the buddy system. You take some friends. <laughs> okay. And as an attorney, I love why. So that everything may be established by two or three witnesses. witnesses. <laughs> Take witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'll do every time, right? If that doesn't work, what do you do? Go to your leaders. If that doesn't work, how do you treat them? Treat them like Gentile a. or a. or a what? Tax collector. Or a, what was the first one? Gentile.
3: Yeah. Eight, eight. Repeat that, please. Um, if that
0: doesn't work, you treat them like a Gentile or pagan, some translations, or a tax collector, oh. the step under attorney. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? End oh tax yes.
2: Card, which is interesting.
0: Now let's talk about let's let's zoom in on this one for a moment. Why might this method be tricky?
1: Could be portrayed as gossip.
0: What's that? Could be
2: portrayed as gossip.
0: Could be portrayed as gossip. That's good. It's
2: kind of combative, maybe.
0: Tell it's me about that.
2: <laughs>
1: First-hand knowledge or otherwise, um, you can say otherwise and, okay. and tell us your story without. So using when them. you go to somebody who might live in your household, who's a directive, and um, and you say when you I feel or whatever, they might get their little defensive punching. You know, get, get kind of ready for defensiveness. And if you were to go outside, to yeah, what is that.
0: It's a, it's a boxing glove, clearly. Oh right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready, man. Okay.
1: Um, they might get defensive and might not have ears to hear. And then if you were to bring in another person that they've got both gloves on and the feet ready.
0: Yeah, you know what makes conflict better when the person's already defensive? Bringing two other buddies to fight. <laughs> <be. laughs> um, and
1: if you kick them out of the church, they'll burn your house down.
2: And that's not personal
0: story. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? What else is tricky about this? Yes, ma'am.
2: Yeah, the other person could be the one that brings witnesses. That's right. Mm-hmm. Does anybody
0: does anybody else see how this can be used as a weapon?
2: Yeah. It can be judgmental. Yes. Oh, it is. There's
1: not much opportunity for the one person to intervene,
0: you know? It seems like it's so confrontational. When, you
1: know, yeah, what happens for if, and like, like and yeah, what
0: happens if each person brings two witnesses to witness to the other person at the same time? You know, and then they bring two witnesses, and, th- and then we have a giant schism, right? And you're
2: missing the heart thing,
0: then, the humility. Mm-hmm. Gentleness. Yes, yes, ma'am.
2: And then you we miss- can spend the whole class on number three.
0: Yes. <laughs> and if you ever been a part of a church where you felt like you saw this happen, it was handled really poorly. Like people started taking sides, right? now Bill, did you guys have something back there? I thought I saw someone raise their hand. Okay, yes, Debbie
2: it's hard for a gentle person or an avoidant person you know it's kind of like sometimes when they say we're going to put these people up with elders and I'm not criticizing this approach at all Mm -hmm. but it says now in some churches they will say but if you have something against this person you go to them directly Mm -hmm. and that is that puts people who have been damaged before or harmed or gentle I mean people who not me, but gentle people who have trouble with conflict. Um, it puts them in a, a difficult position.
0: It really does. And thank you for for sharing that because sometimes there's a power imbalance. Mm-hmm. Let's say Bill and I go to church together. And I'm not picking on Bill just because I know him, and Bill's my boss, and I have something against him. And so maybe we had a conversation. Maybe I don't feel like I can. But if I show up with some witnesses or the church leaders, how's that going to go in my workplace?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or but maybe the whole purpose
2: of this go and love and to take, to show them that there's other people who love them, not, not witnesses,
0: really? I know what you're saying. I know what the intent of it seems okay. to be. Okay. I'm talking about practical realities. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's a power imbalance between the parties. Mm-hmm. Imagine that instead of, you know, six foot to 210 pound guy, you've got instead, you know, five foot nothing, 115 pound woman in an abusive relationship who takes witnesses, you think she's going to want to sleep at that house again? You know? This can be very tricky for different people in different circumstances, right? This can be really hard. And so when we get down to the weeds of these things, there and there are people who think Matthew 18 is the answer. It is what they have to do. They feel like this is a prescription that they have to follow. And so some of them who maybe are more submissive, or some of them are in an unhealthy relationship, or some of them feel like there's a power imbalance, they they don't know that there might be another way. Does that make
3: sense to anybody? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like you're building your case, you build your case before you even hear that the other side even speak to their, what was the book you referenced? Crucial Yeah, you, you don't really know,
0: you've already built your case, so you're gonna mm-hmm. go get them. That's right, and different people will handle this differently. Some people will just jump off and go for it, and some people will take time to try to talk to that person. Some people who are lawyers will never do it, and so conflict will be ongoing. I really appreciate you guys teaching me today. It's Wow, we, this class flew by. It's 45.
3: Yes, sir. Matt, for those of us that weren't here last week, did you yeah. have a handout or a link where we could go through that process of identifying our... I have a few
0: extra of those up here. Okay. They actually cost us money to print them out. Um, but I have some extra ones here, so if you would like one, I'll give you that. Okay. When we come back, come back next week, we'll talk about um, problem-solving solutions. Steve will be here. Steve um, has been a minister for years. He was dean of the College of Bible at Lipscomb, and now he's managing director of the Institute of Public Management at Lipscomb. And he's got great stories and insights to share with you guys next week. So, Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week.